BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. kind of a running joke in my office that I always get the weirdest calls and it's true one of the more interesting ones I got was from a drunk guy who meant to call the cops and was trying to follow a noise complaint about his own party while some of my calls can be pretty strange they're usually fairly tame I've been pretty lucky because I haven't had too many disturbing or sad stories to tell from my years of working as a 911 operator If you're looking for something like that, I can point you to several of my colleagues because unfortunately, there's no shortage of those in this industry. The call that particularly sticks in my mind is one that I had about a year or two ago. I can honestly say that it's one of the most frightening experiences of my entire life and I think it's going to stick with me forever. It had actually been a fairly slow afternoon that day. I know it sounds kind of insensitive, but if you're not taking a call, this job can get pretty boring. I got stuck covering my friend's evening shift, and I didn't expect things to get more interesting. I was counting down the minutes until my shift ended, until a call came through my line. I put the headset on and ran through the usual script. 911, what's your emergency? I asked. I think someone's in my house. The voice sounded like it belonged to a young child. My heart sank. Calls from children were always the worst. We're trained to get as much information from each caller as possible. This makes it easier to fully understand the situation, as well as figure out which emergency services we need to dispatch. What's your name, sweetie? I kept my voice calm and upbeat. Elizabeth, she said softly. I think she might have been crying. That's a beautiful name. Mine's Amelia. Even though I didn't show it, I was beginning to get nervous. This is very important. Can you tell me what's happening right now? The line was quiet for a moment, but then Elizabeth started talking. I think someone's at my house. Where are your parents? They're not home. I'm not sure where they are. I was pretty angry when I heard this. What kind of parents leave a little girl home alone this late at night? Is there anyone else there with you? Yeah, I think they're looking for me. Elizabeth began, but her voice abruptly stopped at the very end of her sentence. Had it not been for her quiet, frightened breaths, I would have thought she, or whoever else was there, 
hung up. They said my name. She was definitely crying now. Where are you right now? I heard a door close. In my parents' closet. She spoke a little louder now, probably thinking that the intruder wouldn't be able to hear her from in there. I hoped she was right. I was glad that she knew where to hide. A lot of kids freeze up in dangerous situations like this, especially if their parents or older sibling aren't there. I asked for her address, which she gave to me, but for the sake of privacy, I will only say that Elizabeth's house was in a fairly nice neighborhood in my area, and it wasn't far from the police station, which was very helpful. Elizabeth, just focus on my voice. I need you to try and relax. I'm sending the police to your house right now, and they should be there in about five minutes. Can you hold on until then? Even though I would usually try to get a little more information about the intruder, I always tend to err on the side of caution when children call 911. I'd much rather send someone and have it be a false alarm than risk their safety. Elizabeth did not answer my question, and it took her longer than I was comfortable with to respond. When she did, it was only one word. Listen. Heard the phone crackle as she brought it away from her ear and held it out in front of her. At first, I didn't hear anything, but as I focused on the background noise, I noticed a lot of whispering. I couldn't tell what they were saying, but it definitely sounded like it was coming from more than one person. I hoped the police would get there on time. As much as I help people with my job and as many lives as I've saved, it is always so frustrating that I can't do anything myself other than wait and talk. Elizabeth's voice came out in quiet sobs. He's coming up. Please help. The police are almost there. I need you to be quiet so he doesn't hear you. You're going to be okay, sweetie. I promise. She seemed to calm down a bit. Everything was quiet for a moment, save for the whispering, which was much louder now. I still didn't know what they were saying, but I was sure it was coming from multiple people. I could pick out at least three distinct voices. When I heard a door creak open through the phone, my heart leaped. Elizabeth screamed, and I knew that the intruders had found her. I was so scared for her, and I desperately hoped that someone would be there to help soon. Are you okay? I need you to tell me what's going on. I was trying and failing to stop my voice from cracking. I couldn't let her know that I was afraid. There's a man. He has really long legs and a really big smile. My imagination was running away from me. I pictured this poor young girl alone in the closet as an impossibly tall man towered over her. I heard another bang coming from somewhere in the house and someone yelling, Police! Thank God. I could hear Elizabeth crying as the whimpers intensified. I still didn't understand how she only saw one person. There had to have been more than four. He isn't touching the floor. The line cut off. I frantically tried to reestablish the connection, but no matter how many times I tried, I was met with only silence on the other end. I would like to close with a message to any parents listening to this. Please, please don't leave your young children at home by themselves. 
haven't heard anything about Elizabeth or her family in the year since this happened. The police only found the phone. Nine one one, what's your emergency? I said as I answered the phone. There's a bat in my house. A loud scream came over the speaker. Since I want to come get it, please. All right, ma'am. I will send animal control over as soon as possible. The caller thanked me and said she'll be waiting outside. I pressed a button to dispatch the nearest unit. I sat in my cubicle, doodling with my ballpoint pen on a piece of blank white paper. Being a dispatcher isn't always easy, especially in the middle of nowhere Montana with a population of 500. We get random calls about bobcats, bison, and bears coming in the front yards, teenagers prank calling because they are bored, and of course, the regular haunting emergencies. But all of this is few and far between. Sometimes we could go hours without getting a call which made it hard when you worked a night shift alone. Kara? I heard my straight-laced boss say as he came down the hallway. I'm here. I yelled back, still doodling on the white paper. I could hear his staggered footsteps coming my direction. Oh, hey, he said, popping his head around the corner. I'm leaving. Do you need anything before I go? I think I'm good. I held up my now-cold coffee. I'll turn off the rest of the lights then. Have a great night. I heard the sounds of the lights turning off down the hallway. It's those fluorescent lights that make a buzzing sound whenever you're under them. I hate it when they turned off. Everything gets so silent. Being in this building all night by yourself, the imagination can get the best of you. I sat at my desk and looked at the seven computer screens. On one screen... I could see exactly where their emergency responders were located at any given moment. I started memorizing the street names in our designated area. At this time, nothing was going on. It had been a very quiet night. I took a sip of my cold coffee and started jotting down my grocery list for the next day. At this point, the coffee was only doing so much to keep me awake at 1am. What do I need? I asked out loud. I wrote down that I needed chicken, vegetables, toilet paper, wine, multiple bottles of wine. I finished making my list and folded it into my pocket. Suddenly, a beeping sound started coming through my headphones, meaning someone was calling in. I looked up as a name and number flashed on the screen in front of me. 911, what's your emergency? I said clearly to the person on the other line. I need help. A child's voice said. What's your name? What can I help you with? I said back to the frightened young girl. I need help. She said again. I replied. I can't help you unless you tell me what's wrong. And then the phone line went dead. I immediately dialed the number back. But there was no dial tone. And it wouldn't reconnect. I decided to call one of the responding officers to check it out. Jenkins... I need you to respond to 5689 Hickory Valley Road. There could be a possible victim. I tried calling her back, but I got no answer. I said into my headphones. Thanks, Kara. Hope you're having a good night all by your lonesome. (laughs) 
What are you gonna do all by yourself in that little cubicle of yours? <sighs> You're an asshole. As a matter of fact, I'm having a great night by myself. Keep me updated, I said back. Roger that. I sat back in my chair, looked at the right-hand screen. A red dot started moving slowly towards the area where the young girl called from. I watched as it got closer and closer. Then a dot just stopped. This usually meant the responding officer got to the location or close to it. Our map showed streets, but it didn't pinpoint the exact spot. As I waited for Jenkins to call me back, I took another sip of coffee. I watched the clock as it slowly passed, second by second, minute by minute. I was about to ring him back when the computers lit up. 911 dispatch, what's the exact location of your emergency? I looked up as the name and phone number flashed on the screen. This time, I said the name out loud. Olivia Taylor, I tried calling you back, but we couldn't get an answer. A responding officer should be there shortly, I said fast, but in a stern manner. Why won't you help me? She whimpered. I heard her crying on the other line. We're trying to help you, Olivia. Someone should be there any second, I promise you. Can you stay on the line with me? I said, while trying to get my shit together. The closet. You can find us in the closet. I could hear another distant whimpering that wasn't coming from the victim on the line. Olivia, is there someone else with you? My heart felt like it was going to fall out of my chest. I had to go. You'll hear me. She cried out. Who'll hear you, Olivia? And the phone went dead again. I looked on the map and noticed Jenkins' spot had not moved. Growing concerned, I called him back. The phone rang and rang, but finally he answered. Jenkins, he said with authority. Oh, thank God. I took a second to catch my breath. My heart was pounding a mile a minute. What, Kara? You can't handle being in that place by yourself? You have to call me all the time? He tried to make a joke, but soon realized I wasn't playing around. What's going on? Are you okay? I got another call from the Vic. What's your ETA? I closed my eyes and tried to stay calm. This is part of the job requirement. Waiting for backup. This place is out of the middle of nowhere. There's only a path through the woods that the cruiser can't fit through. We have to go on foot. Should only be up another... Should be only a couple of minutes. I took a look at the screen. I could see two dots moving closer to Jenkins. Call me once you got to the property. She's hiding in a closet. I believe there's someone else with her. I informed him. Thanks for the update. I'll call you once I reach the site. And he hung up. I had to take a moment to decompress. I walked down the long hallway to the bathroom. As I turned the light on, it flickered to the sound of my heartbeat. The familiar buzzing sound calmed me as I splashed cold water on my face. I could tell my color had changed as I looked in the mirror. The normal tan hue was now pale white, and my pupils were dilated. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I reassured my reflection. As I walked out of the restroom, I could hear a beeping sound coming from my headphones again. I ran to my cubicle, thinking it was Jenkins giving me an update. But as I saw the name on the screen, my stomach immediately dropped. Olivia, I know this is you. Are you okay? I looked at the screen with the map. The officers are on their way. They should be there in less than a minute. 
There was no response. Are you there? Can you hear me, Olivia? A whimper came over the other line. It's too late. He's in the room. He heard me. Who's in the room with you? Please tell me so I can let the officers know. I took a deep breath, determined to stay calm. He has a gun. I heard a door open as a loud scream came over the line. I could hear two loud rounds of popping and silence. Shit, shit, shit! I screamed out loud. I knew what this meant. Tears started rolling down my face. The screen started lighting up again. This time, the name was Carlos Jenkins. I took a deep breath as I answered it. The victim just called again. Could I have a DOA, Jenkins? You took too much fucking time. I yelled into the phone. How has anyone been calling you, Kara? He said, confused. Don't play this game with me right now. Have you reached the destination or not? I looked at the screen in front of me. We reached a cabin about a mile off the main road. I hate to tell you this, but everyone is gone. There was a silence on his end. Shit. I rubbed to my face. The skin began to get hot from anger. But I don't understand how anyone could have called you tonight. I looked up from my desk, confused. What do you mean? We found three sets of skeletal remains. One was an adult male, presumed to be the father, and two young girls. The remains had to be at least 12 months old. My chest got tight, and the room started spinning. I was about to pass out. The weird thing is, we found two female skeletons in the closet, but one had a cordless phone in their hand. Trying to get help, I guess. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.